Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. Now, I love history, and one of the values of studying history is looking at how other people face difficult situations and made choices that would impact their lives. By doing that, we can sometimes learn a little bit about ourselves. What kinds of choices would we have made in similar situations? Today, I'd like to tell you the story of William Roch. Now, most of you probably have no idea who William Roch is. Don't feel bad. He doesn't get covered very much in American history courses. But prior to the Revolutionary War, Roch was a successful businessman with an extensive shipping interest. He was also something else. William Roch was a Quaker, and Quakers believed it was wrong to kill another human being for just about any reason. Now, after the French and Indian War, after we're talking 1765 or so, Roch acquired a number of rifles from the British military in payments of debts that were owed to him. The rifles included bayonets, and that was of some concern to Roch. You see, the bayonet was an important instrument of war during that time because, well, let's admit it, the rifles weren't all that accurate, but more importantly, they took time to reload. And in a close fight with the enemy, often after you fired, before you could reload, the enemy was on you and you had to fight hand to hand. And that's where the bayonet came into play. It was an important killing tool. So Roch decided, being a good Quaker, that he wouldn't sell the bayonets, even though many of his customers asked for them. But Roch said he knew the bayonets were used to kill people, and that was against his beliefs. He didn't mind selling the rifles. Hunting was an important part of life during that time. But the bayonets? No way. That, he felt, would be displeasing God. So he removed the bayonets from the rifles and stored them in one of his warehouses. Roch's shipping fleet was headquartered on the island of Nantucket off the coast of Massachusetts. It was a large operation, primarily operating between England and the colonies. His ships would carry whale oil to England and on the return trip bring products back to be sold to the colonists. It was a very good business. However, the times were getting dangerous. If you can remember from your history classes, the Boston Tea Party happened in 1773. Two of the ships that had their cargo of tea dumped from England dumped into the harbor were part of Roch's fleet. And as tensions increased between England and the colonies, Roch did his best to remain neutral. His business required good relations with both the English and the colonial merchants. And again, being a good Quaker, he did not support war. However, when the Revolutionary War broke out, some colonists remembered that Roch had a supply of bayonets. The colonial army would need those tools of war in their battle against what was at the time the most powerful army in the world. So, they went to William Roch and asked for the bayonets. Now, he only had a few options. 
He could give them or sell them the bayonets, or he could refuse to give or sell them the bayonets. Um, it was a difficult choice because the consequences were rather serious no matter what he did. And now, here's what I would like you to do. I want, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to stop listening to the recording because I want you to focus on the issue. I want you to consider that you were William Roch's best friend and he came to you for advice. And I want you to think about what advice you would give him. Would you tell him to sell the bayonets to the colonists? That would certainly make the colonists happy. But then the English would be upset with him and they might destroy his shipping business. And then, of course, there's a matter of his faith. If he sold the bayonets used for killing people, what would God think of him? So, would you give him that advice that he should do it anyway? Or would you tell him he shouldn't give the bayonets to the colonists? That would make the English happy, but then the colonists would be mad at him, and they were nearby. <laughs> And they could make his life very difficult. After all, these colonists were known for doing things like tarring and feathering people, and sometimes much worse. They might even take the bayonets by force and maybe damage his ships or his family. But at least he would know he was pleasing God. Those pretty much seem to be his choices. Now, you may have a different choice that you could think of, but what I would like you to do is just pause the audio for a moment Consider what advice you would give, and when you've decided what course of action you would take, press play, and I'll tell you what he did and how it worked out for him. William Roch did not hesitate in his response. He told them that he would not turn over the bayonets. Now, one of the men asked why, and Roch said, as this instrument is purposely made and used for the destruction of mankind, I can put no weapon into a man's hand to destroy another. Well, that group left, but more groups came and demanded the bayonets. Roch denied them as well. Now, many people, this is mainly on the mainland, cried out against him. Some even threatened to kill him. So one night, Roch gathered up his bayonets, put them on a boat, and dumped them into the sea. When it was found out what he did, he was called before a colonial committee meeting near Boston, and they demanded to know where the bayonets were. I sunk them in the bottom of the sea, Roch explained. I did it from principle, and I've ever been happy that I had done it. Now, the officer in charge of the committee could have had serious uh, issues with Roch because he said the bayonets were important to their cause. But he was quite fortunate that the officer also said that Roch had a right to act according to his religious principles. It worked out much better for Roch than he could have hoped for. But the war years were very difficult. Roch and the other islanders tried to remain neutral in the conflict, but at times it seemed an impossible task. Their big ships were often captured by the English, the cargoes taken, the seamen imprisoned. Their small ships, sent to the mainland for food and other supplies, were denied the right to land and return to the island without provisions, and the people living on Nantucket faced starvation. 
Roch kept trying to work with both sides. Eventually, the English did allow some of the ships to deliver supplies to England, but then the colonists got real angry. They Sometimes they even sent groups over to the island to attack the islanders. It was a difficult and at times dangerous situation. He was even put on trial for high treason at one point. But when the war ended, Roch uh, looked for a place to continue his business operations. And this is really kind of, well, I don't know, sad. It's interesting, however. Um, he went to other parts of the world to set up a headquarters. He tried some places in England, but he found a place in France that was seemed to be like a very good spot. And he got over there. The operations were running well. And then you know what happened? The French Revolution. So the situation he faced in America, he now faced in France. The government forces wanted his ships to support them. French rebels, revolutionaries, wanted his ships to support them. And again, he had to make the choice. And his choice was just to leave. So that's a little bit of background on William Roch. He wrote a book about it when he was 80 years old. A lot of people asked him, well, tell us about that time. And I've included a link in the notes because it's available free because it's a long time ago that book was written. Uh, but I would encourage you, look and read it and consider. This was, this was the important part now. Consider what makes you decide to do or not to do something. Will you, whether you're giving advice to someone else or whether you're deciding what you should do, would you be doing it on the basis of how is it going to affect me financially? How is it going to affect me, uh, what others think about me? Or is the most important decision, how is it going to affect me in God's eyes? And that's the story of William Roch. Now, before I leave, I'd like to give you a quote, and it's one of my favorites. It's from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Number 6, 24 to 26. Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today. <laughs>